This is HPR episode 2667 entitled, Create PDF Bookmarks with PDFTK. It is posted by Klaatu and is about 22 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, basic intro to a few PDFTK functions. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Clatu and you're listening to Hacker Public Radio. This is an episode about PDFs. Now, in past episodes, I have gone on the record talking about how much I hate PDFs, and I would like to assure you that it has not changed. I still hate PDF, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to work with them. I tend to get involved in publishing projects of all kinds, and the purpose of PDF originally, as I think I've said before, was and and is to be a pre-flight technology. So that means that you're going out to print, you're going to send you're going to send postscript data to a printing device. Well then, you can see exactly what that printer is going to receive by exporting it to a PDF first and that shows you what your printer is going to produce and then you send that PDF to the printer and then the printer prints it out. But anyway, I'm digressing before I even get to my point, and the point is that there is a way that you can manipulate PDF metadata to make your PDFs better. And one of those ways is a really handy tool called PDFTK. Now, I will I will tell you that PDFTK on Fedora and Red Hat and anything that uses their repositories is not functional right now. I forget the reason there's some some incompatibility somewhere with something else that is in their repositories rendering PDF TK functionally functionless. So you cannot use it on those systems, but everything else in the world, as far as I know, you can. For Fedora and Red Hat, if you're doing basic things, then PDF-stapler is something that you should check out. Now, obviously, that might change by the time you hear this episode, depending on when you hear this episode. If you're in 2021 right now, then this this might be a moot point. And for some of the things I do in this episode, you can use PDF-stapler, and then for others, you would need PDF-TK. So just, just be aware of that caveat. Here's the problem that I was seeking to solve, and that is that I was producing... I, I had large PDFs that were sent to me, and I needed to chop them up into parts, which would then be distributed uh, on a chapter-by-chapter basis. So I needed... I, I was extracting portions from a larger PDF and, and putting them into smaller smaller bite-sized chunks. And what was happening... So to do that, I can use PDF TK. And I will... Go, I guess I might as well go ahead and talk about how that's done, because that's vaguely useful. So for instance, I can take this this PDF here. I'll call it foo.pdf. And I'm going to do PDFTK. And as my input, I will put uh, f- um, foo.pdf. First, I have to be in the right directory. So PDFTK, foo.pdf. And then I'm going to tell it what I want to do with that with that PDF. So in this case, if I'm going to chop a PDF up, I'm going to do a cat function. And what I want to cat is, let's say, page 1 for the cover, page 2 for the credits, 
and I'm just going off of memory, but I could just as easily just look. I could open up the food.pdf in Ocular or XPDF and just look at what I want. So yeah, one is cover, two is actually credits, three is table of contents. Don't really want that, actually. And then it looks like chapter one starts on page six. So then I'm going to do six and then dash, and chapter two starts on page 41... Nope, sorry, 22. So that means this one ends on 21. And then I'll do another space and look for the back cover. If there is a back cover, yes, there is. So I will also cat page 258. Nope, 261. Okay. So now I'm going to, now that I've catted those things into temporal dimmy plane space, I will do an output of, I'll just call it out.pdf. And that, that might take a little while depending on the size of the PDF that you're chopping up, but it, it does exactly what you're, what, what it sounds like it's doing. It's, it's going through the, the input file, which was foo.pdf, and then it is grabbing page 1, space 2, space 6 through 12, 21, space 261, grabbing all those pages and outputting it to a new uh, PDF called out.pdf. So now if I launch, if I, if I open up out.pdf in something like Ocular or XPDF or whatever your favorite viewing program is, then that's great. So, so here I'm using Ocular, which I don't always use, but that's, that's set to default. Sometimes XPDF tends to render faster for me, but um, right now I'm just leaving it on Ocular because it's got the nice side panel here. So it shows the thumbnails of each page, and that's that's useful. But what's missing is from the original from the original PDF, I had a nice contents uh, bar. I, I I had a I had bookmarks is what they're called in PDF language. So if I wanted to go to the cover page, I could click on it. If I wanted to go to chapter one, I can click on it, and it tells me page six. And in fact, if I expand that, it shows me the different sections within that uh, PDF, and with little labels, you know, with section names. So that's really really useful. And when you chop up a PDF, you lose that information. Now it, that's not the only time you lose that information. Sometimes that information never exists. Maybe you got a PDF that didn't have bookmarks, or maybe you're creating a PDF from some program. It doesn't matter from what. Well, it does matter from what because some programs might write bookmarks in for you. But if it's something just a, a straight you know export to PDF or a print to PDF, you know that trick where you where you have something and then instead of exporting it as a PDF, you you go to print and then you print as a file and you point some you point it to some place on your hard drive and you tell it to save it as you know my great book dot PDF and it produces a PDF and that works. It works great. I mean you know it it does what you want it to do. But there are no, there's certainly no handy human readable section names or chapter names or page numbers that you can quickly refer to. So that's what we want to solve. We want to get those bookmarks or, or create bookmarks for that matter in the case of their absence. So if you're working with something that had bookmarks and you have lost them in your, in your transferal process, then you can get them, you can extract them with pdftk and then foo.pdf, and then you do a dump underscore data. That's the, and so instead of catting pages, you're dumping data. So dump underscore data. And then, so, in, so with cat, of course, we gave page range, a page range of stuff that we wanted to cat. In, in the case of dump data, there is nothing else that it requires. So it's just dump underscore data and then 
and then output. So we need to define our output, so that's just the word output, and then I'll just call it book dot um, mark. And again, that takes a little bit of time, but it's scrubbing all of the bookmark metadata, and a little bit more actually. And now I'll open up book.mark in my favorite text editor, which is Emacs, which if you want to learn how to use Emacs for yourself, you can go back and listen to episodes 852 and 856 and a couple of episodes around that time. Okay, so it looks like this has opened. And this is just kind of the way that I've been doing it, which which isn't probably the best way to, to learn how to do PDF bookmarking. I mean, surely there are there is technical documentation somewhere about what all of this data actually means. But it's for the basic usage, which is what I've been doing, is just creating basic bookmarks as needed. This is pretty straightforward. So the first 15 lines is the header information for the bookmark uh, data. The first first couple of values are, are pretty obvious. And the format, you start to get a feel for the format. So first is info begin on one line, and then info key colon mod date, and then info value, d colon 2015-01-22-14-1951-05, and so on. So info begin, again, so there's no, so in other words, you have begin blocks and you have no end block, you just have the data of, of whatever's in that block, followed by a colon, followed by a value, so key value type, almost an I, an I format except without the without the info, without the main block being delimited by uh, um, brackets. So, yeah, I've got info begin, info key, mod date, and then an info value. I've got info begin again, info key creation date, and a different date is given for that one. Then info begin, info key creator. So the info value for that I'll change right now and put down that it was PDFTK, parentheses Linux. Info begin, info key producer, and again... That's probably, it's talking about a library, and I don't actually know what PDFTK uses on the back end. I did the, I did an LDD in hopes of kind of under, uh, uncovering like a, I don't know, a lib, lib something or another PDF or something, but I, it, it's not there, so PDF just does it itself. So I'm just gonna put PDF on that line as well. And then, so far, every, every one that I've looked at, every PDF, and, and I'm talking about, I don't know, over the course of the past year, I've seen lots. Um, so, I mean, you know, like a hundred or more. I mean, it's, it's at least one a week and, and then some. So PDF ID zero and ID and PDF ID one. I don't know what this is derived from. I mean, they're clearly MD5 hash, uh, MD5 sums here, but I, I don't know what, what they're calculated on. I don't know if, what their function is. I don't know if that would be unique, like if you're concatenating two PDFs. So you can either gloss over that and just ignore it or change it if you want. I don't know. Whichever you prefer. I have not run into problems with it yet, but I, I don't also know the, the actual function. So then it's got line 15, the, which I consider sort of the, the end of the, of the header portion, is the number of pages. And f- that, since I've dumped this from the original PDF, will, you know, it's, it differs drastically from the, the PDF that I've carved out of the original. So I'll open up my PDF again, my out.pdf, and I'll scroll down to the bottom here, and it looks like it's got 19 pages. So I will change this number from one six, uh, from 261 to 19. And then it becomes a pretty repetitious process of this sequence. So bookmark begin is the, the start of the, the block. Bookmark begin. And then bookmark title, colon, and then some string. So in this case, it's cover. 
because that's the, the first page of this thing is its front cover. Bookmark level is one. Bookmark page number is one, and that's the block. That And then it starts again. Bookmark begin. Bookmark title. Credits. Bookmark level one. Bookmark page number two. Bookmark begin. Bookmark title. Table of contents. Bookmark level one. Bookmark page number three. And so on. So it's it's that block over and over and over again. So if you if you copy and paste that block, you could you could just give yourself as many blocks as you want. So what I what I've been doing generally is I'll go to my open PDF, which is out.pdf, and see that page one is indeed the cover. So I'll skip that one. Okay, great. The next one is the credits. So or the you know what what we would really call the front matter. Or, or at least what I've seen called the front matter. And that is indeed page two, so I can skip that one, credits page two. Now, it starts to differ at this point because I skipped the table of contents because it, it's kind of useless to have the table of contents when it when it's referring to a 261-page book and I'm only delivering a 19-page book. So the, the, the third page of the PDF is chapter, what I'll call chapter one. So I will delete table of contents and type in chapter one. Bookmark level is one. Page number is three. Now, if there's a section within within this within this uh, within this PDF or within this chapter rather, and let's let's say for argument's sake that there is, then I could further define I could f- define a new section. So let's say that the section starts. There's a, a very significant section on page five. So here it says forward on page five, but I'm not using that. I've diverged drastically now, so I'll just erase that, but I'll just reuse the block. So bookmark title is, uh, we'll call it, you know, section one. Bookmark level becomes now two, because we want this to be indented one, one, one space, or one, one block in, in our PDF viewer. So chapter and the credits and the cover were all level one, so the section, a subsection, becomes level two. Now, if there's a section within this section, so I'll, I'll say that there is for argument's sake, and I'll say subsection uh, one, then the level would become three. You get the idea. And we'll say that that was on page eh, six. We'll leave it there. Okay, so you can bookmark pretty much whatever you want to bookmark. And if you just kind of go to the I'm just gonna gonna go to the very end of my document, which is 2,484 lines long, by the way, and I'll talk about why that is in a moment. So I'll, I'll delete all that, and then I'll just copy some some bookmark begin sections and just kind of overwrite them. And we know that our chapter uh, ends on page 18 of this particular PDF because it's a 19-page PDF, and the 19th page is the back cover. So I'm just going to skip down pretty much to, I'll just say, back cover. And this is all just the like the bookmark title, colon, back cover. There's no fancy way that you have to put that. It's just backspace cover. You don't have to escape anything or quote anything. It's just whatever you want the viewer to see when they're looking at the PDF. Bookmark level goes back to 1, because we're no longer in a subsection. And the bookmark page number is 19. So there we go. We've got a... 39 line file defining a bunch of 15 15 lines defining the header information and then uh, another uh, 14 uh, 15 18 whatever it is uh, defining the bookmarks themselves so I'll save this as book.mark and then I'll go back to my terminal here and go pdftk now my input has changed from foo.pdf which was the original 
to my new one, the one that I want to apply my bookmarks to. So PDF space out dot PDF. And in this case, I'm going to update underscore info. Now, I always get it confused because it's dump underscore data, but update underscore info. I try to mix those up in all kinds of interesting ways. Just don't do that. It's update underscore info is the thing that you want to do. I mean, if you do something accidental, like, you know, if you if you do the wrong command that's not valid, it won't do anything. It'll just, it'll fail, but you'll wonder why. So it's update un- underscore info, and now we need to tell it what where the info lives. That is, of course, out um, book.mark is the file that I created. Now, it still wants an out- a new output file. So I'll put output, and then I'll, I'll make this called, uh, I'll call this one chapter one dot PDF. So that and that happens really fast, especially for such a small PDF. So now I'll click on my chapter one PDF, and sure enough, in Ocular, I have got a table of contents with human readable um, chapter t- titles and sections and chap- section ones and the back cover, and they're collapsible because I'm looking at it in Ocular and it's got normal functionality like that. But I also have still I still have my thumbnails, you know, so you don't lose anything this way. You're just updating your info to actually have bookmarks. I can also right click on well on your system. You might not have to do this, but I'm opening it also on um, in XPDF just to kind of see the, see what it looks like. And yeah, it looks pretty much the same. So I've got all the bookmarks over here on the left. They're collapsible, and they are human readable and easy to to understand what what the bookmarks are of. And that's it. That's uh, PDF-TK being used to create bookmarks. Now, there are other, there's other information that you can extract from a PDF, which I've not really played around with yet. And that is, for instance, I'm going to, let me to get an, another copy of this thing, because I, um, I overwrote all of the information. So I'll just do a dump underscore data again, and we'll do output book.mark again, just to get the full the full thing. I mean, you can see this for yourself if you ever try this at home, but I'll, I just want to kind of make mention of it. So if you look at a at at the the dump data from a from an actual you know something that with pre-existing um, bookmarks and stuff, you, you you get a lot more information than just bookmarks. I mean, there's there's a lot of bookmarks, I mean, like lots, but at some point it sh- it shifts from all those bookmarks to uh, page page media data. So, for instance, page media begin, page media number one, page media rotation zero, page media rect zero zero six twelve seven seven four, page media dimension six twelve by seven seven four, page media begin again, and now we're on the second page, and so on. And and it, it's really it, it's repetitious. It, it's I. It, it never changes from the page media rotation being zero because none of them are rotated. Uh, page media rect, which defines presumably the active space of the page, and then the dimensions. I have not really messed around with those yet. I, I did some initial tests on trying to manipulate that data and then applying it to back to a file. It didn't. It didn't have kind of what I'd expected. Drastic results, such as rotating a page or or, or cropping a page. I, I kind of half expected that to occur, but that's not what occurred. It, it just it over it it ignored that data. Actually, is what it did. So I don't know exactly. I it must be when I'm dumping the data, I'm I'm getting that data, but I don't think applying it as a bookmark file 
um, does not does not then make that happen in the PDF. So I haven't really played around with that much, and I haven't read a thing about any of this. It's just something that I've been doing because it was pretty easy to do with PDFTK. It was something that I had to do, so it, it gets done. Um, one thing I have done is I've been working on some scripts to to do offsets such that I can, when extracting large chunks of a PDF, I can grab the, I can get a data dump from the bigger, from the parent PDF, if you will, extract the bookmarks from that parent, paste them into a bookmarks file for the child, and then run a script to offset all of those pages so that I don't have to go through and manually change them and so on. But that's, it's pretty, it's not a very good script right now because it doesn't deal with changing um, bookmark levels, which I would want it to do. So it's it's still a kind of a work in progress based on how how much time I want to spend on a given day working on a script versus working on the PDF um, project that I'm involved in, you know, one day or another. So there you go. That is PDFTK, a little bit of an intro. It's a great little application, and it's uh, it's great to know, I think, how to make a, a proper table of contents for your digital paper, what is it, paperless digital format or whatever it is, paperless document format, that thing. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.